The following program contains coarse language and nudity. Discretion is advised. Hey there, folks. This is Kristen Williams with another Trans Advocate Podcast. Today we have on the pod the regular pod crew, which is... Robin Mack. And Alexis. So today we have uh, some really interesting uh, news, uh, community news, that is, news produced by the trans community itself because these so-called mainstream media won't cover it. So today we have an interview with Heavenly, which is uh, a, a trans person who saw an injustice happening and saw a refusal on the part of, I guess, big cis media, let me call them. <laughs> that, to, and, and, to, that, and that cis is C-I-S as opposed to S-I-S? <laughs> yes. <laughs> big sissy media. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> to cover it. And, and uh, so... She did. She did the work. She got the the news out. She interviewed the person, and uh, we wanted to have her on the pod to talk about this notion, this re- resurgence of community-based news. You know, we used to have a lot of that here in the, the trans community. Mm-hmm. If if you had a trans group, you were probably producing a newsletter where you're talking about the stuff that's going on locally, your local elections, the issues you're having, the things that you want to work on. Those things were coming out of local communities every week and being shared throughout the nation. You know, we had this kind of grapevine where people were sharing and exchanging newsletters, and that's how we learned about what's going on. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love to see this type of community involvement, this type of community news, a resurgence of that. So we wanted to have her on the pod to talk about that. So we will have that interview a bit later. But how are you guys doing? Did you survive the flood? It flooded? Oh, well, Houston I, and if, the if you watch the news, uh, there, there, there was a picture of the bayou and which is supposed to flood no 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 it, it's a bayou therefore it's not supposed to flood and and the stuff that they set up right next to the bayou uh was flooded therefore it was a huge disaster and there was like 24 7 news coverage at well, least on abc i wonder, I wonder I if our listeners laugh whenever you take on this tone <laughs> well and, the, and, 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 and my real question is I, I mean personally i like the fact that the houston letters were floating away from the yeah, beach volleyball that. court I thought that was really cool. They were out there floating around and and, and rearranging themselves. And and for people that aren't from Houston, Buffalo Bio uh, has a a huge uh, flood level, if you will. And and there's a lot of stuff in there. Eleanor Tinsley Park and several other parks are are in that area. And everything is built to actually take floods and and to Mm -hmm. be underwater. I mean, that's, that's the plan because that is the major drainage. And so you hope if you're having a festival like the 4th of July festival that it doesn't rain heavy enough to flood it out. Well, this time it did. (laughs) Which is like a really huge festival with a lot of people. My, my, uh, my place over this time. Right. Well, there was still a significant amount of people that walked down, even though they were, they were closed off because they had the fireworks. And then, so a lot of people parked by my house and then Mm -hmm. they walked down towards the actual bayous and bridges to see the fireworks. And you can look out and see all the, cars stopped on the highway just watching the fireworks so it's, it's it still happens a little yeah. bit but one of the things that they do have down there is uh, in one area they have a beach volleyball court and there were like big letters sitting out there that said Uh-oh. houston so if you saw it from the air you would Uh-oh. see it um they float really well yeah. oh. <laughs> there's a great oh, i and, have to find that picture and link it in the show notes it's yeah and they, they were rearranging themselves regularly <laughs> and and they couldn't leave I'm because there's a fence around it yeah yeah but uh but sort of cool and, and you know i think they should oh leave them gosh. wherever they land when the water goes down <laughs> supposed to leave my house right at that time where it was getting really strong and i have to say our city called me four times yesterday to say okay the flood watch is happening or the the flood is happening now or we're going to expand it to this time and this time so uh that was pretty great on their part but yeah when you look at the gps system it was just all red and i was like oh no i like red on my hair but not on the gps system so well did you hear the montana bathroom bill uh 
ballot initiative did not pass. No, I did not. Why yes. did we not shout out these victories? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it was... We are. Wow. <laughs> initiative 183 uh, would require trans people to use public bathrooms uh, and locker rooms in Montana coinciding with their sex assigned at birth. Um, and uh, they tried to collect... <laughs> they needed over 25,000 signatures. They got 9,000. And, 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 and the only thing I can say is just the thought that that's all they needed. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, there aren't a lot of voters in Montana. <laughs> I don't know what percent they needed, but that's a pretty small number they didn't get. Well, you know, I, you know, whenever I hear news like that, I mean, I need to hear news like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these, these little wins seem to be getting few and far between. Well, it's nice to support and, our victories. And uh, speaking of, did you hear in New Jersey, Phil Murphy, he just signed uh, a law. So Phil Murphy is the governor. Um, I, the I, I was wondering who Phil yeah. Murphy was. No, he's just Who's some that guy, guy on the street. He signed something. <laughs> hey, it, it, it's New Jersey. They never get respect. <laughs> so um, he signed a law. Protecting trans rights in, uh, so the headline is, in life and in death. So um, there are an estimated 30,000 trans people living in New Jersey. um, And about, it says, 1.4 million trans people living in the United States, according to a Williams Institute report from Los Angeles. Um, And it says that... This bill, which was uh, A1718, requires the State Register of Vital Statistics to issue amended birth certificates to people in the state who are trans. And that suddenly that doesn't go away after they die. So, which is a good thing. Yeah, I was thinking about the Montana thing to begin with, the thing that didn't pass. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of things that are being based on the way the, the gender that one was assigned at birth. Mm-hmm. So if it was misassigned, I guess we sue the doctors <laughs> for well, ruining our lives. Or maybe maybe we take, I don't know, HEPA, well, like I it's mean, none the of their the, business. <laughs> so it, it's weird. It's like the it, this is the only medical... Uh, opinion that is apparently unassailable. Once it's given, it can't be retracted. Once well, it's given, it cannot be questioned. No matter what medical evidence comes up later, it is written in stone. But but don't forget, I mean, in Texas, we can have them corrected. And that is the way you have to do it. You can't mm-hmm. change it. You can correct it. Yes. And so if a doctor makes a mistake by getting the wrong one then that would be malpractice and they have a whole lot of insurance that they pay a lot of money for even though you can't mention the insurance in court so it it just seems like if they make a mistake and you can't fix it and it causes your life to have all sorts of problems Mm -hmm. i don't know why that wouldn't be actionable i mean you know i'm not a lawyer but it just seems to me that you, you go back to the person that messed it up of course the doctors would probably start lobbying for the state to stop using their initial little two-second guess, <laughs> you know, I've, I've, <laughs> which is okay I've, with me, by the way. I, you know, I've, I've almost decided that what the trans community needs at this point in our social political reality is just a group that exists to sue and fucking sue and sue and well, yeah and sue and, and we're working on that it'll take a while but i think we need to start sending uh and we don't pay- have to be the only ones working on that oh no no oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but but, but it, it occurs to me that you know we should start doing lots of law school scholarships yes mm. well we do have a scholarship maybe well, yeah. we should have a law school scholarship. yeah just, just an add-on that's a law school scholarship <laughs> we need lawyers in our community <laughs> And I think that's a I, fantastic idea. Now that I'm idea. thinking about it, I know quite a few lawyers in our community, but, <laughs> but, but none of them are out there activist lawyers. But <laughs> haven't really asked them to either. Maybe we should start doing that because because a lot of times that's the only thing that gets people's attention. And then the way it gets mm-hmm. people's attention is that it threatens their insurance. It actually doesn't get their attention. Their insurance company says, "Hey, you need to fix this. Other, otherwise, <laughs> yeah. we won't insure We're you." Drop you. And, yeah, and, and that's what gets their attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we have this totally indirect society where everything is influenced by indirect action, not mm-hmm. by direct action. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of things are influenced by insurance companies. So that which yeah. is all indirect because it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with facts. It has to do nothing. with money. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. So uh, yeah, I think that just basically we need to start going after uh, all these. And didn't you find out here in Texas you can like have. Uh, a politician recalled what like what is that process to have them uh recalled or whatever where uh, and i'm sure i'm using the wrong legal definition but if, as long as you don't have a felony in your uh record and uh you can go and file a petition yeah uh well and, and it, it applies to state agencies state agencies yeah okay. the, the chicken actually you know, recall someone and and it, it applies to a whole lot of different state agencies like school board, for instance, um, doesn't take very many people. You just need it. I think it's a very small number and you go to court and it's a trial and they decide whether they're competent or not. And a jury <laughs> decides. <laughs> you know, and, and it would just be, you know, for these uh, various politicians and agencies and stuff that that are hell bent on fucking people. It would be really interesting if it just became a practice for the trans community to go, you know, mm-hmm. no, if we, you're going to come after us, we're going to come after you. Yeah, and we think you're incompetent, so let's go to court. Yeah. Right, right. And, and it's back to us needing lawyers so that we can stack juries and all that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the fact is, given the show-up rate, if we can actually convince our community to show up for jury duty, mm-hmm. we can probably control half of it. <laughs> I mean, I, I was on a JP jury with three trans people out of the six. What it, are the it, odds? Was, it, was, it, it was really interesting because <laughs> I'm looking. I'm like, okay, this is not standard, <laughs> but that's okay. We took care of the case. <laughs> well, hey, I want to take a quick break for to remind people of a couple of things. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the giveaway. We, we need to talk about the giveaway. Um, we're going to talk about a couple of other news things and our interview coming up. We'll be right back. If you're trans, intersex, or genderqueer and are a victim of a disaster, we can help with our Trans Disaster Relief Fund. And if you're going to college, university, or trade school, you can apply for one of our scholarships. Located in Houston, Texas, we hold weekly support group meetings and run the only community-owned transgender archive that's open to the public. Also, please keep in mind that our 2018 Houston Transgender Unity Banquet will be held Saturday, September 15, 2018. If you'd like to learn more about any of this, just go to transadvocate.com. Okay, so hey, we're back. And uh, so, um, you know, last, what was our, our last giveaway? We gave something, what, what, what did we give away and to where? We gave away a mug with buttons that uh, talk about our different... Uh, a button mug. Yeah, we have our Unity Bank. No, no, no. The Unity Bank with mug with, with various and sundry buttons. Okay. There, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, and that's going to some Canada. It's going oh, to Canada. Oh, a hostile country, right? No. That, I figure we'll be at war with them tomorrow. <laughs> Is Trudeau done with Trump? I mean. <laughs> I and mean, you know, he, he already has his shirt off. He's like ready to roll. I look at it this way. I like curling just fine. <laughs> what? Maple syrup, bring it on. I think so, they're nice enough. Yeah, yeah. So congratulations to the individual who won. I, I'm I'm not going to name names because you know yeah, I don't know not. if this person's out or not. Yeah, but, good call. You know, congratulations. Um, so what are we thinking about this next giveaway? Next giveaway. Don't know yet. Okay. How's that grab you? Miscellaneous. Right. We have several. So we might just send you an empty box. No. <laughs> No. Okay. Now, now that that's been said, if we do send you an empty box, it no. won't be on purpose. <laughs> it's got to at least be worth the like cross-country shipping. <laughs> or international. You never yeah. know. We've got people like from various countries entering this now. I mean, you know, we just survived Pride mostly. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> and, and, and Fourth of July, yeah, a little bit. So, you know. We're and, gonna... and the Great Flood, don't rem- don't forget that. I missed it. I, 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 <laughs> it's probably because I slept late. 
Oh, Houston. It rained literally half the day, and we got like 24-7 news coverage, like Sky I-13 up in the air, shooting the bios, you know. Can't trust the media. It's so... Well, I it mean, just my, it gives you a knee-jerk post-traumatic heartbeat stress. Like, it's my, so My flight coverage started before that because after the caucus meeting, or during the caucus meeting, lots of people's phones beeped because the southern part of town was having some floods. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, you, you suddenly know exactly where everyone lives. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so if you've noticed, we've redesigned the Trans Advocate. Um, on the bottom of every page... Um, and on the start of most of the uh, stories is a banner that says giveaway time. If you click that, it'll take you to a, um, a, a page where you can register. If you are a patron of the Trans Advocate, that is that if you support us on Patreon, you get two entries for every one entry. So if you um, if you are a patron, and I think... Patrons start off at like one buck a month or something like that. Yeah, you double your chances on the giveaway. Um, So I know for a fact that we have already given away something to someone who was a patron. Uh, I think this last person was not a patron. So nice. There you go. And then when you when you use when you give money to the patron that actually pays our writers that our writers you know, that's, i think that's, that's right great. <laughs> and it pays for some other it'll pay the postage to ship your goes. stuff too yes. <laughs> that's right. it, it does pay for your shipping on the items and stuff like that nice. you know something sort of interesting when you mentioned you redesigned the trans advocate because i was just going through my normal facebook you know all, all the stuff that's not fit to read <laughs> immediately attracts me so anyway there was a story that i i saw something interesting so i clicked on it and i'm reading i'm like oh i need to forward this to Kristen, then I realized I was reading the trans. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. It, it was it that's was funny. Gwen's story that's going to be in, in this series uh, here, and, you, and, and and I did not realize it because it looked different. That's and, a cool moment. But you know, yeah. I, I started to forward it, and I'm like, oh, never mind. She's all, she's all getting excited about a new media source that's doing an awesome job, and then she looks down, yeah, and she goes, much. oh, oh that's us. Exactly. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> That's when you know it's working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so speaking of, we've got a couple of updates coming up. So I want to uh, take a pause for Gender Nation. That's Gwen Smith's Gender Nation. Uh, and then after that, we have coming up our Division Reports, which is a brand new segment. Uh, as you know, we have a Division in uh, Trans Advocate Division in Brazil and one in the UK. And we've got updates from both of those uh, communities. Uh, that we want to bring you on the podcast today. So we're going to take a quick break for Gender Nation and then run into the division reports and we'll be right back. Gender Nation is a bi-weekly trans advocate column by the founder of the Transgender Day of Remembrance, Gwendolyn Ann Smith. Is there a serial killer targeting black trans women? The transgender community in Florida is on edge following a string of murders leading many to assume this could be the work of a serial killer. Three African-American transgender women have been shot in Jacksonville just this month. On the 4th of February, Celine Walker, 36, was found in an extended Stay America hotel. She was pronounced dead on the scene. Then on the 1st of June, Antasia English, 38, was discovered between a pair of abandoned houses in northern Jacksonville. She had been shot in the abdomen by an unknown shooter firing from behind the wheel of a car. She was still alive when the police discovered her, but died at the hospital. The most recent victim is Catalina Christina James, 24, who was found dead at the Quality Inn and Suites on Dix Ellis Trail in Jacksonville. The hotel is just 10 miles from where Celine Walker was discovered. The fourth shooting on the 8th of June was seemingly unrelated and due to a domestic dispute. The shooting victim, in that case, has survived. Jacksonville police do not believe these cases are linked and are investigating each as separate incidents. They have also released footage of a white Buick seen leaving the scene of the James murder and are asking for any information about the car and its owner. The actions of the local police haven't eased the minds of the local community, especially as they have struggled with the police 
over fair treatment. For example, police initially refused to identify Walker or English as trans women, a detail that may have hampered their investigations. Misgendering and deadnaming is a common issue in both police reports and news coverage of anti-trans murders. A Trans Live Matter event was held at the Duval County Courthouse on the 27th of June to highlight these and other issues Jacksonville trans people have faced. Lackey Love of Equality Florida said, quote, We had about 60 speakers in front of the city council last night. We haven't heard a word from the mayor. This is update from Brazilian Division of the Trans Advocate. The Brazilian Supreme Court approved a policy that would give the trans people the ability to correct our legal identification without having to have surgery. While this policy was decided last March, it wasn't until June 28th that the National Justice Council approved procedures for updating state identification. This development can't come soon enough as Brazil is routinely documented as being one of the most dangerous places for trans and intersex people to live. Since last January, our community has lost 63 trans people to murder, while another 15 have survived attempted murder. For us, having corrected identification will not only help us navigate the practical issues of daily life, it will help ensure our physical safety. This is Updates from the UK Division of a Trans Advocate. The Conservative government came out this week calling for a consultation on how to best reform the Gender Recognition Act, or GRA, of 2004. This comes at a time when the debate over trans rights in the UK is front and centre in the turf-friendly UK press. The transphobic rhetoric centres over access to, quote, women's only spaces, end quote. However, the GRA does not even deal with public accommodation – Public accommodations for trans people was determined in the Equality Act of 2010, which is not up for reform or debate. To be clear, while the GRA has absolutely nothing to do with public accommodations for trans people, most of the concern trawling happening in the media concerning the GRA has to do with public accommodations for trans people. The GRA allows a trans person to apply for a gender recognition certificate that allows transgender people to have their change of gender recognised on legal documents like driver's licences. Suggested reforms include self-identification of gender. Essentially, this would do away with an antiquated and burdensome gender recognition panel and replace it with a statutory declaration. The so-called self-identification standard that has the UK press in knots is already in place in Malta, Norway, Denmark, Ireland and Belgium. And so, hey, we're back. Man, we're getting all spiffy and everything with all these interviews and segments and updates and divisions throughout the world. Jesus. It's you know? good to be connected. We're going to need a big whiteboard with all sorts of charts. <laughs> I know there's some hater with a tinfoil hat with red string, like <laughs> pictures. <laughs> probably, probably is. Yeah, you know, one, one of the things with, with listening to both the UK and uh, the Brazil updates, mm. you know, think, things aren't great there. They aren't mm. going great directions, but... In both places, they're looking at laws that will make it easier for people to do name changes and gender changes, which is sort of interesting. It's sort of like there's two ends that, that aren't really coming together yet in their direction. Right. I mean, it, it's certainly – I mean, they they have laws. Um, they're, they're addressing systemic problems, problems that are embedded within systems that make life difficult for trans people in their whatever you know their their location um and i guess what's happening is you've got stupid people in the media who doesn't they don't know better or whatever they're they they like to be hateful and inflame uh basically sell newspapers or right. whatever well, yeah they, they're going for you know the advertising dollar and and you get that by have the number of people that actually do something yes and so and, and buy something or yeah, watch or whatever yeah so uh especially with the uk thing that was just really so everyone's freaking out over accommodation access based on self-identification but 
the Gender Recognition Act has nothing to do with that. Literally, that has that was passed in 2010 with their Equality Act. So what they're up in arms about has nothing to do with the piece of legislation that's... So, so that, that sounds like what's happening here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, since Trump's yeah. been in the White House, that's sort of the norm. Is It's like, oh, we're doing this. It's like, but that has nothing to do with it whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, the man doesn't even know the difference between a law and an executive order. <laughs> and that's been proven several times. He actually thinks his executive orders are laws. It's, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. And so, so, I mean, all I can say is the people in the UK need to start thinking about this seriously. You could end up with someone like Trump if you keep this up. <laughs> well, Very and, easily. And that's kind of what's worrying. Um, so uh, our Brazil division, I was talking to Emil, uh, who heads up the trans advocate down there in Brazil, and he was talking about... Um, there is a nationalistic movement afoot that's virulently anti-trans. And uh, the same thing seems to be happening in Britain. Certainly it's happening mm-hmm. here. Uh, it's, you know, it's not good. Well, it's just time to say that that's not what we want. And it's it's time to, to get updated. But it, it's very... It's not it's not that easy to get updated and follow along with facts these days because of all the swarming that they're doing. <laughs> facts are even hard if, to find. Even if you really care, you <laughs> could fall on the wrong speaker or the wrong media source or, you know, uh, maybe not get the full complete story. And so, you know, I'm, that's why I'm glad we have things like this. And I remember mm, maybe two years back at the Trans Day of Remembrance, Watching a lot of the numbers in Brazil just, you know, stay up and after listening about really tough, tough deaths, I just said, like, you know, what can we do? Mm-hmm. You know, and we have Trans Advocate. Why don't we extend this to them? Mm-hmm. You know, and both of you took the time to make that happen. It, it really was as easy as that. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and and Emil over there, I mean, they're the ones doing most of the work for sure. Absolutely. You know, boots on the ground over there. But we're using our platform to support them mm-hmm. from Houston, Texas to over there. Mm-hmm. And then UK knocks and says, hey, hey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> let's do this, you know. And so I just I, I really love how that you know you're talking about the newsletter and mm-hmm. and the update change yeah. chain like it is an interesting time to be alive and it is time to do something about staying alive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know we have a lot of tools and we have a lot of people out there that care and how are we setting them up for success to support us is what i always look like mm-hmm. like how are we empowering our allies and our community to stay thriving Exactly. And I think a lot of it, you actually sort of caught that is, you know, and and what you were saying is when there's something that needs to be done, somebody just has to say, well, okay, let's do it. Mm -hmm. That's sort of like step one. (laughs) Right. And and most people stop right before step one. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you're looking for a, a meeting in your town that doesn't exist, well, it doesn't you know, exist. You you yeah. can you can work on putting that together. Mm-hmm. If you notice that things aren't being covered in your state or your county or your city that need to be covered and your local community needs to know about it, you can do that. Yeah. And you know, one one of the things that's interesting, especially in the transgender archives, we have a lot of newsletters. Mm -hmm. And you read through the newsletters, and they're really interesting because it tells you what's going on um, with the various groups and what's going on around the community. And and, and it's a lot of information that, that, that really lets you get a feel for how things were going. People do that on, you know, Facebook and some of the other social media. I think the problem is that instead of it being sort of uh, collated, brought together, and put out as one voice, 
it's spread over hundreds of voices for each right. one of the groups and each one of these sets of people mm-hmm. so that you, you just don't get the sort of curated and edited version that happens when there's someone who's putting together the newsletter and taking all the information from a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Because in every one of the newsletters, there's, you know, a lot of people that contributed to it. But then someone actually put it together and said, okay, mm-hmm. th- this is sort of the the news we're going to put out. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen on the social media platforms we have. It's just right, right, all right. the little mm-hmm. pieces get thrown out and, yeah. and there's nothing that brings them together and anything else. And I think that part's missing. And also mm-hmm. it could be really tricky because of algorithms. So, you know, I was just, oh, right. I was just telling both of you, I was telling both of you, everything, I was telling both of you, like, I mean, if I just wait around for some hate news to come along, I'm going to be holding my breath with my cluster of people. Like they don't share that. So I don't know what's happening. You know, mm-hmm. um, you have to change up your sources sometimes and, um, and not let the algorithms do it for you. You know, mm. I, I think that ignorance is bliss if you're thinking that the world doesn't have any problems and everything's working great and and we're all in an awesome little happy bubble it doesn't take very far to it doesn't you know you don't have to look very far to see where you could be of service Mm -hmm. where the world could be using some support and that's any area in the world and even if you hate them sometimes you just have to subscribe to some of the people you don't really agree with, but you, mm-hmm. you need yeah. to know what's oh, going Trump on. Trump sends me emails all the time. Oh, I get I get all, all the Trump the and, and Republican Party it. emails. <laughs> yes. I have to tell you, I'm like done with some of the orgs that say they support us. <laughs> like, like I'm just done. Like even people who say they support us, it's like wait for it, wait for it. Oh, they still need money ten minutes after the fact. Like wait for it, wait for it. Oh, I mean, hi. Yeah. The, like, qu- the question no. is whether the call for money is in the. First paragraph, second paragraph, or at the end. <laughs> yeah. You know, I a mean, lot of them are in the titles, and they start to get as inflamed as the other side emails. <laughs> and I was like, girl, I know damn well you weren't on the front lines last week. Like, <laughs> I really hope our community didn't give you money again. Like, I'm sorry. That's where I'm at with this. <laughs> but, you know, all that stuff. Sometimes I mean, you have to unsubscribe and subscribe later. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, so even saying... If, if you've created this little bubble right. where there's no uh, difficult news, you never see anything uh, that's a downer, everything's rainbows and puppy licks. I mean, yes. that's, that's, that's... Dancing that's, unicorns yeah, and glitter. Yeah, that, that's great. Yes. Um, and, and if that's what you need, that's great. Uh, at the same time, there's always ways that you can be of service. And, you know, if that means being involved with community reporting, you can do that. If that means volunteering with a group, you can do that. If that means that you've uh, given your number to uh, a person who's brand new and you're going to be there for that person, yeah, you can do that. Awesome. That's a big deal, you know, mm-hmm. because we do get isolated. It is nice to have someone call you for absolutely no reason just to check in, just to Absolutely. say that you care and not have to talk about a whole bunch. And except when they call during the podcast. Except, for, <laughs> except when they call during the podcast. Absolutely. And, just and, saying. And I want to say, too, that there is a lot of ally opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. like if you um, if you are out there and you want to make a difference, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't have to be trans. You don't have to be any sort of label to get out there and make a difference. We For a long time, we were looking for a treasure. And I just kept going up to everyone in the community thinking, who is good with numbers? I mean, bare minimum requirement, right? <laughs> and sooner or later, I found that one of our strongest volunteers, most quiet, most, mm-hmm. you know, awesome, is out there rocking like an accounting job (laughs) (laughs) and is now our treasurer (laughs) who who i think you know rues the day she ever talked to robin (laughs) the funny thing is i had to ask i asked her a few times because i forgot you know i I don't see her very often and i was like oh yeah so what do you do you know the common like get to know your questions like what do you do right and she's like i work with numbers and i was like okay great finally the second or third time i was like wait a minute (laughs) get over here (laughs) Well, speaking of allies, I mean, before the show start, we had Deborah Bell uh, drop in. Some of you from Houston will uh, know Deborah. Um, You know, she she was a fantastic 
ally, community member. Uh, you know, she was really supportive of trans rights back in the 90s, the early 90s, whenever we're really pushing for trans inclusion, representation. Um, I think she was in the Pride Parade this year, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Grand she was one yeah. of the Grand Marshals, yes. Yeah. Exactly. They invited back a lot of the former, uh-huh. in fact, all of the former all grand marshals. Of, all 40 mm-hmm. years worth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so she uh, donated her transsexual menace t-shirt mm-hmm. to the Trans Archive. Mm-hmm. So where did she get that? So she got that from Phyllis. Ah. <laughs> Phyllis. Uh, Phyllis judge, and Deborah. Judge Phyllis Fry. Yeah, judge for everyone Phyllis Fry. Listening. The first tr- out trans judge in America. Yes. Judge Phyllis Fry. Uh, so uh, Phyllis and Deborah were at uh, some sort of a, um, some sort of a, I guess a, a convention or something for oh, equal it was, uh, rights. Creating change in yeah, Los yeah, Angeles. Exactly. It, yeah. it was in. Uh, California, LA, or something like that, and uh, they were doing uh, activism, uh, mm-hmm. and they were all wearing their trans transsexual menace T-shirt. I remember. Uh, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> so Phyllis and a couple of other people had to go uh, testify before uh, some sort of a committee at, in, in Austin. And we were at a meeting, this was back in the nineties. And, uh, they were talking about how interesting it was to stop in some of these small Texas towns to eat before there was a, their transsexual a t-shirts. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what they thought. Yeah. And the thing you have to remember is a lot of those people carry guns. Oh, yeah. Texas. Well, you, you've got to know Phyllis, you know? Well, yeah. <laughs> I think the gun would have just melted in their hands. <laughs> oh, she's awesome. Well, that's cool. So we have a new item for our trans archives. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So today on the phone, we have Heavenly and... The reason why this is a pretty significant interview is, as you know, with the Trans Advocate, we really support uh, community-based news and advocacy. And what Heavenly did and took upon herself uh, is exactly that. It's the epitome of what the Trans Advocate supports. And I ran across Heavenly's uh, reporting through Twitter, and it was in the context of some folks being very angry that uh, local press and larger outside press had basically refused to cover the story that Heavenly was reporting. So a woman was attacked because she was mistaken to be a trans woman. So basically, this woman was mistaken to be a trans person. And so basically, um, Donald Trump's name was mentioned and everything during her attack as well and everything. So these people obviously are not, obviously not big supporters of the LGBT and other cultures that are out there. If a trans woman, if a biological woman can be mistaken to be a trans woman, then that right there should say how much at risk not only biological cis women, cis meaning assigned your sex at birth, um, it, that biological women can be at risk of being attacked just as much as trans women can be as well and everything. And basically this lady and her attack that happened in Denver, Colorado um, is proof of that. If you can, please get the word out there, share this video so that way these people can be caught. Um, if you know, we all have the power of the internet at our hands right now to try to catch people that do this. And so if you can, please, I applaud you, please share this video. Please, let's get these people caught. Regardless if this had anything to do with somebody being mistaken as trans or not, this is still assault on a woman. So let's go ahead and share this video. Let's get the word out there and let's go ahead and catch these people. This happened near uh, the Denver's Track Night Club, right? Yes. What was the account of like what happened? Like, how did this like start? Um, I I stopped to actually ask them where like the closest bus or train station was, and they started asking me weird questions. 
And what kind of, what kind uh, of because I was just like, they asked me if I was a woman. And um, I thought that was a really odd question. So my answer was like, yes, honey, I'm all woman. Just like that. And then they, you know, they started yelling at me and saying that I needed to be my real self. And that's when they pushed me down. And I could just kind of like, you know, I, I got knocked unconscious. So then I heard things like, you stupid little fucking faggot. And um, uh, this is what people like you deserve. And um, uh, some... Mm. I don't want to be like partisan because politics, but uh, they were saying things like Trump takes, will take care of people like you. Yeah. So heavenly, how did you come across the, uh, the story? Um, And actually it so happens I was, I was just scrolling through Facebook one day and um, I saw this story and this isn't the only time that I've, I've spoken up and I've said something that's happened, um, you know, with the trans community. And so I saw the story and I was like, you know, this, this is something that I feel like a lot of people need to understand is that, you know, with, with this situation, she's a cis biological born female that was accused of being trans and was bashed for being trans and you know a lot of people i think even you know heterosexual cis you know women need to understand that trans rights you know affect them as well because you can't always tell if somebody is trans or not trans because of this you know this term that has been in the community for a while, you know, called passing that, you know, a lot of people that are trans women that are considered passable, you know, even biological cis women can be assumed as to being, you know, trans women or men, you know, and, and so I think a lot of women in that sense, because most of my demographic on my, on my YouTube channel is basically biologically female. And so, when I brought this up to a lot of them, a lot of the comments that I received was, well, you know, why is it that this affects me? Why should I be concerned? Mm-hmm. And the thing, the thing that I had to explain to them was why you should be concerned is because it only takes one person that's homophobic to start a group of people that assume you to be male. And it just causes you so much issues. Like, and I think that's why a lot of even cis women need to be concerned about their safety whenever it comes to people assuming them to be trans women, despite if they are trans or not. And, and you know, I, I think the biggest thing, too, is that the people who do things like this, they don't give a lot of thought to it. They, they don't no, check they don't. And, and ask questions and discuss it with you before they pretty much attack. They, they just make yeah. assumptions based on nothing. Well, yeah. there was another situation um, that I will link to in the show notes where a cis woman had gone to the restroom and uh, was accosted whenever she came out and they forced her to strip and show her vagina to them in order for the, to, to avoid uh, a further assault. It started as a casual night out at a local after-hour spot. I was talking to one of my friends. We were having a really good time, and the young lady had walked up beside us. The woman, who doesn't want us to use her name, says she began engaging in a friendly conversation with a stranger, which quickly turned personal. She says, no, I'm not sure. Uh, They say that you're a man. And the stranger, she says, wouldn't let it go, even asking her to reveal herself. She was just adamant about it, adamant, adamant. You're a man, show me your vagina. The young lady was eventually escorted out, and the woman says when she too tried to leave 45 minutes later, she was blocked in by two cars, once again confronted by the lady from the lounge and an armed man she brought with her. And once again, she says, the lady demanded she expose herself. So, you know, this is not something that's uncommon. It's, uh, I just, you know, so you saw it on Facebook. Um, Yeah. 
did you contact her or just go from the Facebook stuff? Um, well, no. Okay, so she had, um, the victim had made a post on Facebook. And so I reached out to her um, and I was like, hey, you know, I'd really like to talk about this. I'd really like to do an interview with you. Is there any way possible? Because I feel like this is something that needs to be talked about in the community. And she was like, yes, I'm totally down for it. Um, you know, and I basically set up a Skype meeting with her and everything. And I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, reach out to her and talk to her any further about it because I didn't want her to overthink about what she was going to tell me. I just wanted her to tell me how she felt and what was going on. And so when I Skyped her, you know, I let her know like, Hey, I'm going to be recording and you just, you know, answer the questions, however you see fit. And so, and that's basically, you know, what she had told me. And when I had asked her if any of the news networks up there had, had covered it, um, and she said, no, I was so upset because when I, when I reached out to, uh, when I reached out to the Denver area and Aurora, Colorado news areas and everything in the news outlets, when I would call and everything and finally get a hold of a producer or somebody up there, I would ask them, I would be like, you know, why aren't you covering this story about this, you know, biological woman that was attacked and she was accused of being transgender and they would flat out tell me it does not make ratings. That oh, is why we're not covering Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a I, pure rating thing. Like, well, I you know, like, I bet you if you told them that there were Antifa super soldiers that had attacked her, they would be all over that. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, I know, I know, and everything, and I and well, I even told them I was like, well, what if I told you that you know Trump's name was mentioned in in the bashing and everything? They were like, oh, I think you know people will just assume that it's fake news, and <laughs> and I'm just all like, okay, fine, whatever, like, and so I was just like, you know what, I'll just I'll do it myself. <laughs> I'm like I'll just do it myself. Well, I really, really appreciate that you did that. I mean, and really, the truth is that, um, so back in, you know, before the the internet was really a thing, uh, the trans community did a lot of uh, self-reporting. That is, you know, every local group, county, state, they usually had a group that would uh, report on what's going on locally. And that's really how we got trans news out there. Um, and uh, since the internet and things, that that practice has largely been lost. Um, and what I saw you doing uh, reminded me of that, that... Um, you know, the it, it's important that wherever you're at, you know, there's news happening that's affecting the transgender community where you live or where you care about. And if you yourself take it upon yourself to get that news out so that the trans community, the wider trans community can know about it, that's incredibly important. Um, and so in, in that regard, I really, really appreciate that you took it upon yourself to get this news out, because without you doing that, I would have never heard of this. Yeah. Could I ask the name of your blog? Um, actually, I don't I don't really have a blog right now. But oh, OK. It's, uh, oh, your YouTube my, channel. My actual, yeah, it's just my basically my website. My website has everything on it and it's just heavenlyland.com. Um and it's just, you know, heaven, L-Y, and then L-E-A-N-N. We'll definitely link that in the show notes. So can I ask you before you go, after you interviewed um, the lady that this happened to, what did your viewers say after that, where they actually got to hear her experience? Was there any um, after part that they're taken up on now that you went and made that available to them? Um, I think a lot of my viewers... Um, a lot of them were asking, you know, why, why does this concern me? And then after I would explain to them why it should concern you is basically they'd be like, oh, I never thought of it that way. And I also had to explain to them, like, you know, even if you are pulled out of the bathroom and you, and you are completely and fully exposed in front of people showing that you are biologically female that is still not going to stop somebody from believing that you had gender reassignment surgery mm -hmm. and thinking that you're still a man there's nothing that you can say 
to defend yourself if you have somebody that is, you know, I'm sorry to say, but a bigot and wants to be, you know, mean to you because they don't like you. And so a lot of them decided to go ahead and start saying stuff on their, on their Facebooks and stuff like this is really concerning. So they started sharing the videos and I would see that they would tag me in the status or they would hashtag it or something. And I would look at it and they'd be like, Hey, you know, to all my sisters and, you know, all my biological women out there, this right here should concern you as well. Um, you know, and then some of them were like, Oh, well, I guess it's the trans community's fault for making us a victim now. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, course, no, you right? are completely getting it wrong. And, you know, I think part of it, too, is that with the current culture, they seem to miss the fact that it does not really honor the fact that they are females. Um, and, and, you know, we, we're half caught up in that as well. So there's a lot going on with that. Right. Anybody who's pulled out of the bathroom to reveal their genitals to be able to use the restroom <laughs> is in survival mode. Oh, I mean, absolutely. that is that's just not acceptable anywhere um, unless you're a bully that's out there to do that. And there just aren't any trans people doing that. And, you know, the part I guess that bothers me is, you know, we hear these things, we, you know, read them, see them. I just don't see where the authorities arrest the people who did it. Mm hmm. You just never see that part because I don't think it happens. I think it's just a, oh, well, they made a mistake. No, the mistake was they assaulted someone and they should go to jail. And in this mm -hmm. particular story, Heavenly, where, did they know who did this to her? Um, actually, amazingly, if I, if I remember correctly, the last time I spoke to her, she said that one of them has been arrested and everything, but that person was not arrested for hate crime. That person was not anything put in jail. That person got uh, probation for 30 days mm. for what they did. Mm. Yeah. And as I recall, your interview happened, it had to have been shortly after the, the incident because she still had some um, lacerations to her face and bruising yeah. or, or scabbing. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it was shortly well. after. It was at yeah. least a, at least a week or so after. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So to just to make, uh, get all the facts out there, where did this happen? Um, it was actually at least a block away from the Denver Knights track club in Denver, Colorado. Okay. Denver. And, and when did this happen? Um, it was shortly after the club had ended, so it was probably around like uh, 1 or 2 a.m. Uh, what month? Um, like It was somewhere around like May at least. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, so it's pretty recent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, um, do you have any other questions? No, I just I just want to say thank you for your time. Thank you for using your platform. And, you know, thank you to your subscribers for not just going, oh, I'm a good person because I understand this now and not doing anything. <laughs> like, we get to further that reach. We often say you can do a lot by being one person and you're being that example. And um, we offered a space for the lady to be interviewed on here as well. And, you know... She's, she said she needs to rest, so she doesn't want to tell the story over and over again, and we think that that is quite healing, and we just send her love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And, you know, I appreciate you coming on, and if you come up with other stories like this, please contact us. We'll be yeah, happy to include you. Definitely. Oh, well, I will definitely let you all know if I find something out, and it's been a pleasure being on the show. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. So, um, yeah, okay. I mean, it's an interesting topic because if you think about it here in Houston, one of the first people, you know, after a lot of the furor over the restroom bills that didn't pass, even though a lot of people were claiming some of the bills did pass, mm -hmm. which I think is really interesting. Uh, the, the first person we heard of that got stopped for going into a restroom was a UPS driver who was genetic female. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and so, you know, it, it's. It has very little to do with the people doing this having any knowledge of what they're doing. They just decide, oh, well, you know, I'm now empowered, so I'm going to go harass and assault someone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and you know, that's not good. I'm glad they at least, uh, I'm glad you brought up the, they found a person, they found one of the people and gave probation. Because, yeah, like that one trans article of a lady being abused, like the guy just basically didn't really get 
that much punishment in the Texas town. Well, you know, for what was substantially, I mean, for what was obviously a hate crime, the person, you know, she was approached, asked if asked in not polite ways whether she was trans. Uh, slurs were used during the beating. Um, that's obviously a hate crime. I, I guess my thing is, I don't even care if it's a hate crime. Uh-huh. Uh, physical assault is a very serious crime. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't sure. care whether you did it because for you sure. hate a group or not hate a group. And yeah, yeah, okay, throwing on a little bit more punishment. Yeah, that's nice, but, but who cares? But people are people are getting virtually no punishment whatsoever mm-hmm. when these sorts of things happen and that's not okay but a lot mm-hmm. of times when you say hate crime i really think again only our community really knows what the hell that is when you say physi- <laughs> when you say physical assault they're like oh wait a minute you know cuz they're well, used to hearing one versus the and, other and you know i mean i i don't know what an assault could get you in texas for instance but it's more than an hour in jail yeah, uh, right right and and i think the biggest thing about it is that it's being looked at with sort of like oh well they were just doing their thing or you know it just doesn't it seem just like people are taking it being boys just two in the morning yeah whatever mm-hmm. like and, no. and they go back to the well probably shouldn't have been there i guarantee you somewhere in there that argument was in there <laughs> yeah victim, you know and 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 guilty. and it's that sort of thing and and that's the part that bothers me is mm-hmm. it, it's like we aren't actually using the laws we have so you can pass more laws it won't make any difference because those won't be used either i, I hate to put it this way but we need to make sure our community shows up for jury duty and our community actually contributes to this and our community mm-hmm. it's right back to what we keep saying and that is you know you elect the people who make all these decisions well right i mean if, if you don't like what the da is doing get a new one <laughs> or you know if you have a degree run for the da yourself exactly now, but the thing is i so, I mean, the heart of what we're discussing, not only the injustice of everything, we're talking about community reporting. Well, in, in essence, we're talking about the state of uh, media. And, and, it, and it's kind of problematic when you have something where, you know, someone is being beaten mm-hmm. in the streets. And you can't even report it because they think it'll be fake. Oh, that, that, someone will say it's fake news. Mm-hmm. Well... I've got news for you. Most of what they report is fake news mm-hmm. or an awful lot of it. And, you know, and it's not the stuff that the White House claims is fake news. <laughs> I mean, and when you say Denver, do you immediately think like, oh, conservative well, or, no, you so, know? Yeah. Denver has some very um, working class, you know, scare quote conservative, which just translates to xenophobic, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, pockets uh, there. There's some certainly some progressive stuff, but there is very much some kind of deep south, good old boy kind of uh, thinking. Apparently, in, they're in taking matters Colorado. into their own hands at the bathrooms. Yeah. Well, and and once again, I keep going back to the fact that someone was beaten on the street. Mm-hmm. I don't even care why. Mm-hmm. They, well, they weren't doing anything that caused it. They were beaten. It's not covered by the news. It's not really heavily uh, prosecuted, apparently, if someone got 30 days probation. Well, I mean, the, the fact that she is too traumatized to even talk about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she she was being beaten while someone was screaming at her in Trump's America. People like you don't belong. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. what does that do? And, and if you really think about it, of uh, the way Trump talks about women, it doesn't not, matter what kind of a woman. I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's true. I'm not surprised. You know, and, and I think that's one of the things that people are missing is that when you get that attitude, it's a pretty generalized attitude because the people who decide they're going to act on it and just sort of uphold those approaches and those comments they don't sit around and think about, okay, now, are we really sure that's exactly the right person or anything? It's like, we have a vulnerable person. We can attack them and we can go, you know, beat them up and call them names and the whole bit. Well, that's I, just not okay. I appreciate Heavenly pointing out to her fan base and caring about them and their safety because there isn't anything to really say in those moments that they could come up with to prove 
I'm trans or I'm not trans or I'm cis or you don't get to do this to me. Like a, yeah. a victim is a victim. I mean, I guess my thing is, so are they going to start issuing cisgender cards? <laughs> Certified cis? <laughs> well, you know, that's, but that's the thing. You know? uh, almost every kind of anti-trans beating, bashing, restroom thing, probably nine out of 10 of them that I see it's a cis woman who didn't live up to the standard of femaleness that the attacker had in their head. You know, females, female bodies are supposed to look like this. Female uh, personas, their their presentation should look like that. And for whatever reason, I think this person doesn't match that. Therefore, it means that man in a dress that's going to rape someone. Mm-hmm. And they have their own YouTube videos and, so and followers them. of them stopping people in front of the bathroom. I mean, there's a lot of people videoing these stuff. Oh, yeah. Right. But, but, you know, so, so then they jump to the thought of, well, I'll just go do that before they get to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's basically an attack. You don't know where it's going. Uh, that's really faulty logic, to say the least, and that makes them a really dangerous person. Yes, yes, and, and and I guarantee you, they're the first ones talking about, oh, we need to be civil, you know, the idea that, you know, you know, Trump people can't even go to restaurants without being, you know, harassed. And, is and, an excellent idea, in my opinion. <laughs> Actually, I agree. <laughs> I mean, they harass everyone, they, you know, they make the rules, they basically need to experience them. That's right. <laughs> now, I don't actually go where their people go, and that is to any physical harassment. I want to talk about the upcoming events. We have events? We have events. We have events. You know, sometimes are, are there's a down Are they fun events or are they not fun times? events? Well, it depends on your matter of preference. Um, I have oh, to say. Oh, those um, kind of events. Well, for you uh, fish shakers out there that are looking to have wait, wait, wait. no more. Fish? What? Fist. Fist. Fish. Uh, okay. That sounds weird. I That's thought you fist. said fish okay. shakers. No, like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. You're saying fist, fist shakers. Fist. Like in okay. the air, no more discrimination. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Not fish. I'm sorry. I turned my head. Look what happens when you read. This is bad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Josephine Titsworth uh, is another rebel out there, and she is putting on on another Texas non-discrimination summit this next week here in Houston. And for those of you who want to go or who are looking from afar, uh, the um, website is www.txtns.org. And that's going to be July 13th through 14th. So it's just around the corner. Hmm. Those of you who want to beat the heat but still have that little glitter unicorn self-care bubble q fest is coming up july 26th through july 31st if you want to come because you're local or look from afar we have the website is q-fest.com for activists out there people who just want to be in community and around community there's the philadelphia trans wellness center oh sorry wellness conference that's in the Bazzoni Center. That's in Philadelphia. This is a free conference. Oh, and yeah. That's yeah, it's really, a huge really conference. important. And it's, uh, I heard about it from from community members that were, you know, uh, privileged enough to go, that it was the most amazing thing ever. There were all these trans people and so much diversity, and you just have mm-hmm. to, have to, have to go. And um, it's nice to be in your own community. If you're someone who doesn't have a lot of community around you from your areas, that's August 2nd through 4th. Um, And you can just Google it, the Philadelphia Trans Wellness Conference at the Mazzoni Center. It'll pop up Mazzoni Center because that's where it's held. And then those of you conference lovers, uh, they already had one gender odyssey in Los Angeles not too long Mm -hmm. ago. They're doing two now. So the second one is in Seattle. So if you go to genderodyssey.org, August 9th through 12th, it's in Seattle and it's empowering transgender people and their families and allies to live full and authentic lives. You can look at their educational tracks or just go and be in community. Hmm. So if you're out for the summer and you're traveling or you want to get out of your regular norm, then check out and see what's going on. Wow. So Seattle, huh? Yep. Okay. So isn't Seattle 
was it Seattle or Portland that just had a, some sort of riot? Portland. Portland. Well, Portland. Portland. Oh, and, and did you see that video? There's this guy. He's like, you know, those trans people and those queer people, they aren't oppressed. They have three days where they march or and whatever. And then right after that, he got arrested. <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> oh, man. It is a very mixed time. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, we've got cool gender odyssey. We've got all these things going on and then we've got stupid shit like that going on i mean feel free to do your own searches and just see what's going on local because people might have got excited it's mm-hmm. summertime they might have created like an art gallery opening they might have created a stitch and bitch group or uh i'm ready to get the vote on rock the vote groups like who knows what's going on right right and you know and if you're traveling southern comforts in august in um the miami area fort lauderdale yep mm. mm-hmm. and again you know, if you're listening to this and you feel like, you know, you're kind of, you don't know where your community is, uh-huh. you know, consider hosting an art show mm-hmm. or hosting a meeting or a mm-hmm. stitch and bitch session or, mm-hmm. you know, those things. That's how community happens. And if you have something going on, tag Trans Advocate, send us an email. Absolutely. We'd be more than happy to share it. And and um, if you just want to come and be with us, the Unity Banquet happens once a year. It's September 15th. So it's just long enough to plan and just short enough to uh, start getting worried about what you're going to wear. <laughs> that actually is what I'm working on after y'all leave. <laughs> like, it's like, it's on my calendar. <laughs> it was on my calendar for this morning, but I decided to have an extra coffee instead. I'm totally looking at Alexis. <laughs> well, you know, when, when you have to have it custom made in China, you, you have to allow some time. So, yes, yeah. Yes. Otherwise, it gets really expensive. Good to think this through. It goes from really cheap in China to really expensive in the U.S. Exactly the same gown. Yep. It makes no difference. <laughs> well, um, are we? That's what we got. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, man, thank you so much for tuning in for another Trans Advocate podcast. And if you happen to see a, a star rating somewhere, maybe on iTunes or mm-hmm. Google Play or whatever, click it, share please, it, review it. Yeah, mm-hmm. please give us those five star reviews. That really helps get so you know gets our. Uh, podcast out mm-hmm. to be seen. Uh, also, uh, we do have a Patreon. It, it's Patreon, right? Patreon. Mm-hmm. Patreon. So, uh, you know, if you like what we're doing, if you like that we have uh, Brazil stuff going on and stuff in the UK and that we have this show and uh, all of that, your donations make all of this function Mm -hmm. to have website and server space for these groups to have equipment to uh host these things all of that takes money and Mm -hmm. resources and we have that because some of you you know you feel like hey this is worth a buck a month or Mm -hmm. five bucks a month and we really 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 appreciate that so if if you feel like supporting us we will have uh links on how you can do that in our show notes and remember um if you have events coming up let us know and just like heavenly if you have events that happen in your area um you know tell us let us know like keep the community connected Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the things that we you know should know about or that our Mm -hmm. listeners should know about and we can give you a call and get you into our show yeah. we'll see how that works because Kristen's, Kristen's gonna have to edit everything in <laughs> yeah or or keep it anonymous you know not everyone not everyone has a platform or wants a platform right. and we respect that too uh, we definitely do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well again thank you for tuning in and we will catch up next week thanks for listening to another edition of the trans advocate podcast we are a project of the transgender foundation of america a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Your support makes what we do possible. Resistance means nothing without supporting elected officials who won't attack trans, intersex, and queer children in our schools. They can't vote, so you're going to have to do it for them. If you live in the U.S. and are not registered to vote, we can help you with that at our site. Register and vote no matter what. The Trans Advocate Podcast was produced by Kristen Williams, all rights reserved. The Trans Advocate is a project of the Transgender Foundation of America, a 501c3 nonprofit. 
The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the Trans Advocate or the Transgender Foundation of America.